the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioca. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioca and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement as always. Right here on the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows. Been on the air for over a decade and... Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. we got a lot to talk about in the show today. We're going to be covering a number of of, of interesting topics on the world, uh, you know, rapidly changing world. That's been really one of our themes for this year, a rapidly changing world. We're going from the, the real world, from the financial world making the transition to the real world in the financial world is the stock market and asset prices going up in the in the real world uh his jobs uh is ra- raises uh plant and equipment being in, in, invested in the United States we you know we've gone over a decade over a decade of very low growth uh around 2% growth rate the the lowest uh a decade of growth rate uh, since the 1930s and with uh, asset prices going up and the stock market going up because the Federal Reserve flooded the world with money and uh, the central banks and and pushed up asset prices. But a funny thing happened. People didn't get more jobs. They they didn't get raises or, you know, and the and, and plan and equipment was shipped overseas and factories closed, but the, the stock market went up and, and and so now we're seeing uh, we tried we're trying a different path under Donald Trump of of lowering taxes, fiscal spending, deregulation, and trying to in, in the building up the ingenuity and free market system in the United States instead of relying on a planned economy where the Federal Reserve sets stock prices effectively, and artificially manipulates uh, asset prices and artificially manipulates the market. And it's you know, some of the top investors and economies in the world have basically said so in so many words. Uh, and, and so now things are starting to pick up. Things are getting better in the United States. But you still want to safeguard your retirement and your savings. In 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 a world of, of reckless central bankers, reckless governments, reckless government spending and ineffective government, uh, government in a very divisive world, you have to be more and more careful because those those programs that you're planning on maybe to retire on Social Security, Medicare might not be there in the future. So you have to protect yourself. 
And, and, and so by one way you do that is to save aggressively as much as possible and invest it conservatively. Keep your expenses down and save more money. I, what we're going to do is go, we're going over a number of, of interest, fascinating trends in the world today in this shift. We're, we're dealing dealing in, in really the big picture, a shift from the end of quantitative easing where the last decade where the central bankers pretty much ran the world uh, to a, a more real economy of jobs in uh, wage growth in, in plant and equipment. And what, what we're seeing is there's a number of big trends. The number one is the end of quantitative easing. Trillions of dollars have come in, into the world's markets, and now that's starting to change. The Also, we're dealing with rising interest rates because of that. The stock market, we've gone through 30 years of generally declining rates. And two years ago, uh, in the summer of 2016, we said this was the end of the, the bull market in bonds and the bottom in rates. At that point in time, the uh, the, the tenure was about 1.35%, give or take a couple basis points, the lowest in the United States history of the entire country. And we, you know, we said it wasn't at the exact bottom, but it was reasonably, this is it. It's not, you're not, you're going to see things starting to change. And since then, we've seen the tenure has risen over to 3% and now it's about 1.88, something like that, 2.88%, 2.85. So, so rates are going up. Uh, Interest rates are going up. Inflation is starting to rise. Uh, we're, we're seeing bigger prints in, in, in CPI and PPI numbers. We're, we're seeing inflation is rising, uh, 2.4, higher inflation coming in. Uh, wages are going up. Uh, we've been listening to a lot of the, 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 the calls uh, uh, for our we, – you know, we, we invest – for max out savings advisors for our clients, we invest in individual stocks and bonds and some ETFs too, but we – so we're in a lot of different conference calls, listening in, reading reports, uh, reading the um, you know the transcripts of the of the calls and different things. And one of the things that's really come out in the last couple quarters, particularly the last quarter, was it rising. This is what we're hearing from the from CEOs companies: rising wage costs, trouble finding workers, higher trucking costs. Logistics costs are going up. We can't find trains or trucks to ship the products. Commodity prices are going up. These are all uh, – to listen uh, – I listen to some of these economists saying inflation is under control. What the hell are they talking about? Have they not listened to corporate America? Have they not talked to individuals in their home where they're having to deal with rising costs? Uh, I mean I've never – this is this is the most inflationary quarter on conference calls I've probably heard in – 20, 25 years or more, really, at least that, it'd be really the way, it's not just, you know, some, in the past, it's been, well, oil prices are $100, you know, commodities are going up. You didn't hear, we're having shortages of trucking, we can't find workers, wages are going up. You didn't hear those type of things. Those are positives, by the way, for the world. I mean, yeah, it, it, these are positives. This means you're getting raises. This means that, you know, I, I saw some things that you, you, you listen to, the, you dig into the background information, and companies are, are raising raising wages, raising wages. Uh, they're 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 ha- they're having trouble finding workers, and and so it's really starting to accelerate. I, I saw a recent number that small businesses are reporting the, the highest uh, wage increases in like twenty. The number highest ones reporting increasing wages, the highest in 20, over twenty five years. This is good. People are getting raises. It's exciting, and. And so that's one of the, another big trend out there. Uh, 
the uh, but this is, I mean, this is good, but it it means interest rates are going up, inflation's going up, and interest rates are going to have to go up. Uh, we 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 think there's there's a lot of talk right now of of a of a flat yield curve, which simply means that's that's a fancy term for the short term rates are getting close to the to the long rate, close to two percent on Fed funds, and you're one point seven five two percent Fed funds, and you're looking at two point eight on ten year. It's a reasonably flat, and it flattens out you know closer out uh, you know in two three year twos and three year paper as well. And so what that means is typically the economy slows down. Typically, things start slowing down. There's less lending. But what it, we've had a lot of discussions on this, and we have a theory on this at Max Out Savings Advisors, that it's not going to slow the economy as much as people think because what they don't understand is they've took rates to zero. In the past, when, we had, when everyone looked at the flat yield curve and said, oh, we're going to a recession, things are going to be bad, that means the rates went up to 5% or that means the short-term rates went to 6 or 8% and maybe the longer was at, 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 at 6 or 7 in inverted yield curve. But when rates are at 2%, nobody is out there panicking. And I'm, I am not convinced the banks aren't making – everyone says the banks can't borrow short, lend long. I don't believe that's the case because the longer rate is at such a low rate that the banks are charging more than that. And, and, and so their spread is bigger. I, I believe it, it's, it's, they're going to be able to maintain their spread because people are, aren't going to slow down spending because rate because their borrowing costs went from 55 to 6% or actually from 5 to 6% because it's just not that big of a move up. Uh, and, and so – I, I think because of the inflation, I think there's a possibility of another surge up in the longer part of the curve in here. Uh, I mean, ten-year rates could go up, and, and, and so it could go. It, it won't be as flat as people think, and this is something we want to see. So, so this is a change, but it's kind of hurting the stock market a little bit. Rising interest rates hurt the stock market. Inverted yield curves hurt the stock market. The real, again, I went to what we really, the big talk we've been talking a lot of on the show, the big theme, and you haven't heard this from any, many people out there at all. The big theme, I believe, in 2008 is the shift from the financial world to the real world. Wall's financial world, Wall Street makes tons of money. They're minting money. Money is raining from the sky with the Federal Reserve. And, but people aren't getting rate, rate, uh, raises. They can't find jobs. They're struggling. Plant and equipment are going overseas. It's a pretty crummy place if you're a worker, if, if, if you're an engineer, if you're a doctor, if, if, you're, uh, if you're working in the real world. If, if you're on Wall Street running investment banks, it's a fantastic place to be because the Fed's giving you all this money to take over companies and go in there and you know cut costs and everything else into the sun. But that is shifting. That's starting to come to an end, and the real economy is coming about, much like in the 60s. But that doesn't mean the stock market's going to go up. So positive for the, for the economy, negative for the stock market. A big, big trend. Uh, the, another big trend that's happening is the dollar's going up. The Federal Reserve is reigning in quantitative easing. They're ahead of the other other countries, central banks of Europe and Japan. Uh, Europe has negative interest rates. These people are in severe trouble in Europe. Uh, you look at Europe. Let's look around the world. Why is the dollar going up? There, people say it's it's the the higher interest rate, but it's not just that. It's 
put yourself in. I, mean, I talked to, in, in, uh, in Japan. Japan has got like a half a percent or three quarters of a percent growth rate. Their central banks are flooding the world with money. They're, they're, they've bought 40 percent of the Japanese bond market. They're printing so much money they didn't know what to do with it. They're buying stocks. They're the biggest shareholder or a top 10 shareholder in like 90 percent of, of the Nikkei. Uh, uh, to 220 average. So the 220 biggest stocks in Japan, the central bank owns is the number is the top 10 shareholder in 90% of those things it, it, because they don't, they're printing so much money. They don't know what to do with it. Do you want to own Japanese yen? It, it pays nothing about a half a percent in the 10 year. It, no, it's, it's a joke. You look at, at Europe, we have the Euro. Europe has less than 2% growth rate. It's just now getting up around over 2, two maybe 2.5%. Two the United States, we're probably going to, we we might hit 4% growth rate. It, Europe is celebrating because they're over 2% like this is a boom in Europe. Europe, Europe is in trouble. It's run by Germany. The and Angela Merkel is, could lose her job. She She's bet the entire Euro experiment in the EU experiment on immigration and said that, look, we're either going to have massive immigration and, and, and so it's going to cause the breakup of the euro. Immigration resulted in the, in the, Brit, the, the Brits doing Brexit and pulling out of the EU because it's so bad over there. Ger- Germany it has alienated the Italians because of what they've done. They've alienated the French. The, the, their their basic industry is 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 a twentieth century industry. Yeah, they're really good at making cars and and Bosch stoves and ovens and and, and dishwashers, but in and a lot of tech, you know industrial stuff. But they they're they're not good in computers. They're not good in in in, in social media. They're not good in cyber uh, cyber stuff they're not good in e-commerce and so they're 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 a century behind i mean they're they're lagging they're in trouble their currency could break up uh, if it breaks up they're going to be even bigger trouble so why would you want to europe italy could pull out the brits are pulling out of there why would you want to own the euro so the united states is the best place to be so our dollar's going up but that's not good for stocks it's good for it's good. It's making our country stronger, but it's not good for stocks because they sell overseas and they also their profits come back from overseas. And if the dollar gets stronger, when they have to uh, convert back into dollars here, they're worth less money. So again, another negative for the stock market. Uh, the other thing is is the uh, is the global trade war, and and that's going on. This we've been saying this again on the Max Out Saving Show. We. We did put. The, I put this show together, and I talked to you about things I think will make a difference. And I, I try to talk about things that maybe you're not hearing everywhere else. If, if everyone's talking about something, and I, it doesn't seem right to me, we'll talk about it here to say, hey, this is kind of an alternative. One of our alternatives has been, look, this trade war with China is of the real deal. It's not going to get solved by Donald Trump trotting over to to Beijing and getting a contract for another 200 Boeing airplanes and in, in, in intellectual property for Microsoft in, in, in the movie industry. Instead, Donald Trump's going to fight for working people in manufacturing in this country in the center of the country, and that's a much tougher battle because China wants all of that business. And so we have to make a stand against China. China. The, the, the one thing I, you know, even for, we've talked about China for a number of years, but even I had no idea the tremendous amount of intellectual property theft, uh, uh, espionage, and all types of other things going on to steal American technology and, and 
and, and take it into China. And they have to do that, by the way, because they're not innovative. The, the most innovative people on planet Earth for the last 200 years have been the Americans. Nobody outdoes the Americans time and time again. Look, do you think Chinese people aren't smart? Do you think European people aren't smart? They're very smart. Why do we always out-innovate people? Because of what we are as a people, because of our of our free market system, because of our constitution, because of our rule of law, and above all else, because in the United States, we want everybody to get ahead. And so when someone comes up with a great idea, we're happy for them. We're not jealous. We don't try to take it over. We don't try to steal it. And so that creates a, a world where everybody wants to be. And I was taught, one of my clients we were talking to this week, and she's telling me the Chinese are buying up houses in her neighborhood all over the place. You know, a number of them are, are moving in and she's thrilled because they're such great neighbors. And But why? You know, if they send a, a child to, to the United States, they immediately buy a house. Most people, you know, send them up to the dorm room and, you know, uh, not Chinese. And then the reason is they want to have a house for their son, their daughter to live in. Well, it's also an escape hatch in case it all blows up in China and they go back to the Cultural Revolution, which happened, what, 30 30 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, where they sent everybody back to the farms. Money and people are fleeing China. So again, the United States is the great place to be. But but we're having to put a big trade war and we're having to battle the Europeans who are are cheating on trade. We have to buy the Chinese. And this is a tough, tough – if this was easy – Barack Obama would have solved it. If this was easy, George Bush would have – W would have solved it. If this was easy, Bill Clinton would have solved it. All of those guys wanted to improve our trade relations. And, and, but it is so hard to get things done. Donald Trump is doing the tough stuff. But again, to, to, in order to make an omelet, you got to break some eggs. And, and, and this is – and so this is going to be a tough battle. So this is a negative for the stock market. Again, this is – some of the reasons you got to be cautious and you have to understand the world as it is today. Now, I'll tell you what. We're coming up here on a quick break. We, we're we're going to write about this in our Max Out Savings Report. We send it out once a month. It's free to listeners in the Max Out Savings Show. we got thousands of people on If you're not on that list, get the report. It's maxoutsavings.com. Go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. We'll be right back. And it means so much to me. And though my girl comes from down in Georgia, we were up in Tennessee. And as we were driving down the highway, she asked me, baby, what's so great? How come you're always going on about your long state? If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulic-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. 
South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement, as always. Uh, like I said, if you haven't gone to the website, go sign up for that free report. If you need some help with your retirement, you can also uh, set up an appointment or request an appointment with me, and we'll show you how we manage money using our risk-based approach uh, at Max Out Savings Advisors. That's Max Out Savings Advisors. We're really talking about some of the big-picture uh, things that are happening in the world today, and it's a pretty good place to be in the United States. You know, we were talking about China and how people are leaving China. The debt levels in China, to give you some examples, the banking system in the United States grew about $4 trillion in between 2000 and, in, you know, between basically in the last decade uh, after the financial crisis, which is uh, in, in, in China, it went grew $20 trillion. Their debt has gone up. And some of the different other uh, shadow banking system in other areas from about twenty to seventy trillion. Okay, this was after a financial crisis that typically was much similar to the thirties. In the thirties, we reduced the debt. This time, we flooded the world with debt, and the Japanese were the you know it, it, were the most aggressive at that. Uh, it, but really, the Chinese so their their economy grew by spending money and 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 just expanding the shadow banking system. Now, there's massive amounts of over leverage in China that they're trying to unwind. China's had a reasonably good growth, but I'm not sure you can believe the numbers. They claim they're growing at 6%, 5%. I, you know, most people don't believe the numbers out of China. And, and, and really, the feeling is some of those numbers have been a lot less. China, look, we sort of have China. China needs us desperately right now. If we're ever going to fight a trade war, it's going to be right now with China. China's heavily, heavily indebted. They, they, they have an authoritarian government, which is clamping down a hardline communist. If you're not part of the – China's putting in 
communist committees on a lot of these big Chinese companies now, and it kind of like the old Soviet Union, old Mao thing, where the 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 China's the communist is t- government is taking over a lot of of, of the action in, in China, and, and anyone, a lot of people are being put in jail over there uh, that under the corruption guys, huge groups of people have been put in jail, and it's just an authoritarian place, but they have but. They have too much debt right now. Their growth is slowing, uh, and and they have a plan this, that to call the twenty twenty five plan that they're going to try to get control of. They've gotten the lower level manufacturing now. They're going after aircraft. They're going after semiconductors. They're going after computers. They're going after telecom equipment. They're going after biotechnology. All the stuff that the United States, the heart of the United of of the top end of the United States manufacturing, and they want to shift that all to China. So we have to fight. We have to stand up to China now. If you're ever going to do it, you do it now. The United States economy is going well. We have three point eight percent unemployment. Employment. We've got rising wages. We've got worker shortages. We can absorb problems right now in the world because our economy is good. You don't fight trade battles at the bottom when you're desperate and the other side is desperate. They're, China's a little desperate, but they're not backed up against the wall. Now's the time we can force them to make concessions, and now this is the time that we can absorb any hits that they take after us. If we don't do it now, we can't. We will not be able to stop China. And so they, the establishment knows that this is why they're starting to back Donald Trump. So understand, China's got problems. Pe- the, the smart money's getting out of China. Look at all the Chinese people buying property here uh, because they're not sure what – you know. and, and I think – that you're, the next thing to watch you're going to see happen is going to be devaluations out of the Chinese yuan. It's already starting to happen, which is going to accelerate the capital flight out of China. So, uh, so this makes a very complex situation. But the reason I'm bringing this up is understand we got to fight the trade war now. We're fighting the trade war now. We're getting tough with these people, but it's not easy. They're fighting back because they're trying to save their jobs too. But the problem is they've been trading unfair it's not it's been unfair trade and we have to somehow level the 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 playing field and we owe that to the american worker in this country and we owe it to our children so they have a future here so Good things are happening, but understand it's going to cause a lot of dissension. This is why you're seeing the market drop off. You, this is why you're seeing you know markets around the world sell off because of this. And and we're still our markets have done much better than the European markets. The emerging markets are heading to to bear market territory uh, because of the stronger dollars hurting them. So again, these big trends which are, are working through the system, this is going to start affecting your retirement. This is why you want to be careful with emerging markets right now, with emerging market debt. A lot of these companies are over-indebted with Chinese debt. A lot of companies are very indebted in China. And and, and so all this combination of things are, are affecting the, the, the financial market. So, but understand what I really want, one of the points is, is for your retirement, you want to have a more defensive posture in place for the market. I'm not as terribly concerned that our economy is going to collapse like other people. I, I'm just not there. I think this is the strongest economy in the world. I think it's the most innovative economy in the world. I think we have a president that is deregulating, cutting taxes, and and, and showing faith in the in the working people in the free market system. And and I don't I don't. There's nothing more powerful in the world today than that. And, and so the wind is at our back. But understand. That, that that's not good for the markets. Uh, this stuff is happening. And, and so, you know, we have Europe. Europe just has tremendous immigration problems. They have inefficient 
uh, systems over there. They have inefficient uh, workers over there. <clears throat> There's parts of Italy that have 50% youth unemployment over there, yet they're flooding the place with immigrants. Now the Italians are going, we're sick of this. I'll tell you something fascinating. The Italians actually have a higher uh, per capita wealth than the Germans. Look it up. And, but the, the Italians are like, we're fed up with this. These, uh, these migrants, they had a rule in, in Europe that if, if, if an immigrant lands in your country, then they have to stay in your country. Well, and so if they went to another country, they got sent back to the country they came from. Well, it was a really good deal for Germany because all the immigrants first go to Greece or Italy or Spain, and then they get stuck there. So if Germany doesn't like them, they just ship them back there to back to Italy. Well, the Italians are like, look, we're sick of this. We're not tolerating it anymore, and we're going to pull out of the euro unless you get this mess straightened out. And you know, one of the cornerstones of, of Merkel was just unlimited immigration, no borders, kind of the George Soros you know, he he wants to basically eliminate all countries and have a some type of new world government run by him, and and so this is going to cause the breakup of Europe, and so again, Europe has problems. Let's look at Japan, another place. Uh, Japan, Japan has spent more money per capita than anybody, probably on quantitative easing. That you're literally the growth rates in Japan are like one percent, one point three percent. Uh, a boom is recently 1.6% growth rate. These people have flooded the the, 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 the world with J- Japanese yen. They have no growth whatsoever to show for it. Their country their country is, is stagnant too. So the only place growing is the United States legitimately growing. And, and, and we're not even done yet. We're going to have an infrastructure programs. We're going to have further tax cuts. So things are doing well here. But understand in the rest of the world – it's not. And so you want to kind of start preparing. If you look out the next 20 years, I think you're going to start seeing more inflation, which, you, you, which you're going to have to pay attention to for your retirement to understand that eventually you're going to have to – it won't happen right away, but you're starting to see it. You're seeing higher rates. Look, for the last 10 years well, – not 10 years, about the last – Five or six. If you just put your money in ETFs, they just magically floated up on a sea of Federal Reserve money. That's coming to an end. Quantitative easing is over. The idea of passive investing, I think, in the next decade is going to be a shock to people how poorly it does. Uh, based on on the end of quantitative easing, based on the on the valuations, the we've got. If you look at the Case Shiller valuations, the only time it's been higher is nineteen ninety nine, nineteen twenty nine, and now because. Because everybody's been putting money into the same stocks, they're kind of going up. They're 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 basically levitating higher. It's just like the the tech bubble in 1999. You got the fangs this time going up. They're trading it. You know, some of them are reasonably priced, but a lot of these companies are at a hundred, two hundred times earnings. And and things are turning against them. So what you want to do is you want to look at, I think a actively managed portfolio in the future of stocks and bonds is is the best way to go. If you look out the next 10 years and next 20 years, that's most likely the place to go for a couple reasons. We're seeing the end of quantitative easing and the artificially pushing up stock prices. Uh, the, the, all the money is now piled into the same ETF. So now it's going to be who's the greatest, greater fool buying them. If you look at the corporate debt, it's some of the highest we've had in history because they're in there, a lot of that money is going into buying back stocks. Now that interest rates are going up, they're borrowing the money to buy back stocks. They're going to have to cut back their borrowing. And, and more important, and this is the good news here, corporations now have to start spending money on capital equipment, plant 
research and development if they want to grow. The stock market is rewarding companies putting money into their businesses. If you, if you look at the, at the tech companies, they're growing their businesses. If you look at some of these uh, other companies, look at GE. GE spent 30-something, $40 billion buying back stock in the $30 range, and now it's at 14 and that got kicked off the Dow Jones. It was the greatest industrial company in the world, and they ran it into the ground, levering it up and buying back stock, not investing in plant and equipment, not investing in new technologies, and not investing in their workers. So CEOs understand we're in this shift. So again, that's that means things are shifting in the market. So actively managed uh, business. And the other thing that, that's going to get the ETF sector is, is going to be the liquidity. Liquidity is going to be the problem in the ETF sector sometime within the next two years. You're going to see a liquidity event. And you go, Ted, what is a liquidity? What are you talking about? Well, as somebody that lived through 1987 and actually as one of the few people, if not, I think one other part person in Houston, which was my partner, actually re- thought 80, the crash would happen and, and we, we were positioned our clients for it. I understand how liquidity works. In the problem with ETFs is once the market starts going down, everyone's going to start selling their ETFs. They're all in exactly the same thing, and there's going to be no buyers. And so rather than being in 35, 4,500 stocks, most people are in a much smaller subset of stocks. In actuality, most of them are probably in less than 100 stocks if you really analyze the ETFs. And so they're all going to be selling the same things. And so then once the, once they trick start selling, uh, over 50% of the market is now dominated by Electronic trading, artificial intelligence trading, and technical trading, and high-frequency trading. Once the market starts going down, those those programs are going to trigger two things. Either start selling, start shorting, or get out of the market and back away, which means the liquidity that they were providing is going to be gone. And then that's going to create an air pocket with a very substantial drop in the market when it happens. And so once the market goes down, it's going to be much quicker and deeper than people think because of that. So what you want to do is you want to adopt a more risk-based strategy with your portfolio. You, You want to Understand you want to have a stock and bond portfolio, you want to have shorter term bonds, and you want to reduce risk, increase your cash weightings uh, because of that. Well, cash, money, market fund, short term bond fund, those type of things are much going to be much more safer in the next crisis. And, and so this is something to understand. We have a world awash with debt. We have in, the debt levels actually accelerated up 40% from the last financial crisis. That should have never happened. In every other financial crisis in the last 100 years, 10 years afterwards, you did not see this explosion in debt that we've seen in this time. And so when that comes about, you're going to see problems. And that debt is now a problem because interest rates are going up, inflation's going up, and quantitative easing is ending. So we're seeing big changes come up here in this market. And, and you have to understand, you have to kind of prepare yourself and, and, and start shifting for the next decade of, 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 of the investment world. And it's going to be completely different from it is. And, and we're seeing the change right now. Tell you what, if you've got any questions or comments, this is a live show. You can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. 
To speak with Ted Gioca now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioca, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show up your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Uh, Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. And we're talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, One of the things, as the population ages, it really, uh, your uh, life expectancies have really skyrocketed over the last 50 years. And if you look at 50 years ago or 60 years ago in the 1950s, people retired at age 65. And generally, if they lived to be 70 or lived 75, if they lived to be 75, they were doing pretty good. That's really changed. And people are living a lot older. And that that's has uh, two things. Typically, when you retire, if you retire at 65, you've got a good chance of you or your spouse really living, one of y'all to living to be maybe 95. Those are the numbers. It's about a 25% chance. It's about 50%. Uh, to close to 90. And, and so that's 25 to 30 years. You still have to manage your money and make sure it goes through retirement and and, and your income grows over retirement with inflation. Uh, and the other problem with that is as you, as you get older in age, uh, you, you, people tend not to be as sharp. And, and one of the big concerns 
in the retirement world today is really uh, elder abuse. This is this is a bigger topic. It is it's not just a a, a topic among uh, retirement specialists like myself, but it's it's more uh, it, it's it, the regulators are also concerned about this type of uh, it, it, they they want to know hey are you watching out for this type of thing are uh, are you uh, if if you know if you see something uh, if you have a concern call up the appropriate authorities or talk to someone if there's a real problem. And there's even, you know, there's even some of the, the, they would really like to do, if you're dealing with a person that you're really, you know, not sure they're, uh, they're making good decisions or all of a sudden money starts pouring out of the account for some questionable things, you know, we're really supposed to almost try to find a relative or someone that might know something or at least get to, 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 to question. This is a real tricky area uh, for, for retirement professionals because you have to just sort of watch out and make sure that, that the, the, the client is not being somehow uh, defrauded. And, and so, how you know? There's a number of ways, and with families, it's the same thing. Uh, with people have their parents, and they're helping them. And you know, it, it, how do you how do you identify elder financial abuse? And there, you know, there's there's a number of things uh, you can look you can look for. And this is really a tricky issue. It's a very very sensitive issue for people, uh, and you have to be very careful in how you deal. In and you know, the ch- same with the children. You can't just you know, barge in and review all their finances and, you know, people get upset about that. And But a few things you can kind of look at. If there's suddenly uh, suspicious things that happen, if, if, if suddenly if you notice the bills aren't being paid for your, for your parents or something's being missed, you know, kind of re- check it out, look into it. If, if they're sometimes they just miss a bill. Sometimes it, you know. If, if but if all of a sudden there's significant withdrawals, or you look at the checking account and it's down to zero, and they've always had ten or twenty thousand dollars in it, you kind of ask some questions, and 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 sort of find out what what's happening. Uh, other one things: suspicious changes in the will. Uh, if suddenly the will gets changed. You know what what happened there? Uh, was someone unduly influenced? Sometimes the elderly, if, if very old people, tend to be somewhat subject to influence, and you got to be real, a sudden change in power of attorney. Uh, you know, it, it, now if it's there's some reasons why they did it, you know, okay, but uh, there's things to what? Uh, if all of a sudden you see the statement and there's a hundred, two hundred dollars going out every week, week or twice a week out of the ATM machine, the ATMs are 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 a real. Uh, area where you, where you see elder abuse and fraud because that's where people can take the card and and take the money out and the person not might not even know the money's been taken out and, and so something to think about uh, the if charitable giving this is this is one you really have to watch and this uh, again be careful around charities. Uh, I, I, I can't. I, I, there's a number of, of of people I know personally that have been virtually disinherited by charitable giving. Uh, it's you know it's it's a real big thing, particularly for particularly wealthy families. Uh, yeah, I'd be real careful of uh, the, the the people running a lot of these charities. I mean, they're good charities. I got friends in these positions and stuff, but they're very 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 persuasive at. At, at you know convincing people to give money and sometimes it's not in the best interest of the family i i actually i know one instance where yeah, typically the church is the least of the problem actually i we, I, I know one instance where so the you know the 
the the priest actually called up with one of the siblings and confirmed it was okay. Which is, but typically you're never going to see that happen elsewhere. So, so watch the charitable giving, and and you know people they sometimes they forget small amounts of money over time builds up into really big amounts of money, and they just might not, not notice it. And so take a look at it. But when it comes to dealing with your parents. Be, you've got to be very careful and very sensitive because they're used to doing things their way. They're very sensitive to, on these issues. And and so, you know, try to ask a couple questions and just get some ideas. And, and that, they'll generally let you know, you know, you'll get a good idea then. The other thing, if the best thing to do with this too is if you find, you know, discuss it with maybe another sibling and it, it, again, very sensitive issues, has to be very careful, but, but, Financial advisors today have to be very cognizant of elder abuse. I mean, it's it, it, this is something that that's really being watched by the state and, and the federal government, and and we're going to see more of it because people just they have a lot. Back in the fifties, as I said, they didn't really people didn't live very long. They didn't really have much money, and that was it. Nowadays, people have big money. They're managing their own four hundred one ks. They're they're managing their own IRA rollovers. And so they're dealing with large amounts of money, and so you have to be careful. So something to think about, again, the best advice I can give you on this subject is tread very lightly on the issue and probe gently because uh, you don't want to cause family problems. So that's some thought with elder abuse. And by the way, if you've got any questions or comments, this is the last segment of the show, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Saving Show, 713 713- Three three nine ten seventy. We'd be happy to take your questions or comments. Uh, the we're talking earlier, really, about the, some of the the real changes that are happening in 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 the world today. Really, United States. If you look at the U.S., inflation is going from two to two and a half, two point eight percent. If if you look at the uh, the the, the uh, 10-year bond has gone from about 2.5 recently, 2.45 to 2.93%. If you look at short-term rates, they're going up to one one three-quarters to 2%. Fed funds short-term rates are going up. Uh, A lot of things, inflation is really starting to come back. Uh, Wages, for for the first time in a decade, wages are going up. Uh, For the first time, we we have 3.8% unemployment. We have some of the lowest uh, unemployment in in decades, uh, you know, I heard one commentator say he, he felt this was the best labor market since the 1960s. We've got the lowest uh, African American uh, unemployment rate in history. The one of the lowest, the lowest uh, Hispanic unemployment rate in history. Uh, really, e- even uh, unemployment rate for women is very low. I mean, this is a lot of really exciting things are happening. But this is leading to more inflation. This, but this is the product of a growing economy. And so what we tried to, to detail at the start of the show was that that the economy is fundamentally changing. Donald Trump has reordered the, the economy to lower taxes, uh, lower deregulation, and fiscal spending, and, and growth. And, and then he's fighting for trade to bring the, the manufacturing jobs back here. And even if he doesn't bring the manufacturing jobs back here – He's he's forcing companies to to quit taking the jobs overseas. Harley Davidson's claimed they were going to try to send a factory overseas because of the tariffs. They've kind Donald Trump tweeted out and called them out on it. They've been under huge pressure, and it's badly damaged Harley Davidson's reputation in the United States. And so this is all good. But one of the things that we're really bringing up in here is. This is changing. A lot of people think, well, if the economy goes up, the stock market's going to go up. So this is good. 
not necessarily true because we had we've had eight years of a pretty crummy economy where the stock market went up because the Federal Reserve is engaged in something called quantitative easing, which is a fancy way to say printing money. And now the Federal Reserve is trying to end that quantitative easing. The the, the research says they need about 500 basis points or about 5% to cut rates, which typically in order to get themselves out of recession. So typically the short-term rates have gone to 7%. They've had to raise them to 7%. And then maybe they take them down to 2 2.5% interest rates. So they go, oh, wow, I was having to pay 7 for my loan. I'm only paying 2 You pay a little above that on your loan. but So I'm saving 5 points or 4, 4.5%. Uh, 400 basis points on my loan. This is good so I can afford to grow and do it a little more even though the economy slowed down. Right now, they only have about two points. And so the Fed has to raise rates. So that's why they're trying to end the quantitative easing because they're trying to bring normalize rates. This is a normalization that the Fed Reserve is trying to do. They're going, wow, the economy's getting good. Rates are going up. Quite frankly, with this type of unemployment rate and this type of inflation rate, that ought to be uh, if you look at at some of the numbers, they should be closer to three and a half percent, based on uh, on some of the other uh, numbers that we've seen in research we've seen. So they're trying to raise rates, so the next time they have a recession, they have room to cut. So this is not good for the stock market. The rising dollar is not good for the stock market, and a trade war is not good for the stock market. Now, all of those things are indicative of really good economy, but again, things are changing. So we'll sort of see see how this is going to go, but understand there's some risks to your financial situation and to your retirement because things are changing. So what do you do? Well, a couple things good are happening is before this, we had the short-term rate close to zero, which means short-term money was maybe yielding a, a half a percent or three quarters. Now you can get one one point eight percent, two and a half percent on shorter term, three percent on shorter term bonds with not a lot of risk. It's not a huge return, but there's not much risk. And then if the market has a big sell-off, you can move back into your stocks at much lower rates. So this is also forcing companies to raise dividends to try to compete with bonds because people are like, well. Yeah, they go, well, we're paying a 2.5% dividend, and they're going, well, yeah, I can get 3 or 4% over here on bonds. Why shouldn't I just get that? And so it, it, it's further forcing that. So so things are changing out there overall, and, 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 and interest rates are coming up, inflation's coming up, the dollar's going up, wages are going up, uh, commodities are going up, and, and so – Again, I think you're, I think we're really looking at more like the 1960s, not just in the jobs market, but in the the stock market as well. Keep in mind, in the 60s, late 60s, you know, we had people forget that was the Nifty 50, that was McDonald's, Xerox, IBM. Those things were booming. I mean, it was like spectacular. Those things were growing like crazy, and then all of a sudden, inflation started coming up. We had an oil embargo. Maybe instead of an oil embargo, this time we have a trade war, and all of a sudden. And in, in, in the stock market had a massive sell-off at the end of the decade. And so what, you know, are we entering, entering something like that? You know, I think we could be entering something like that with higher inflation over time. And so an average person 20 to 30 years in, through retirement, you've got to start laying the groundwork to, to sit there and protect your assets and grow your assets two, three, four years in the future. Remember, the stock market is a discounting mechanism. It's discounting six to nine months into the future. And so you have to understand that with, with 
with the thing. It's not going to reflect what the what the economy is doing now. But you, the smart money is moving in a year or two into the future. The smart money, I think, is starting to look for inflation. They're starting to go into the commodities, into the precious metals sector. The smart money thinks rates are going up, so they're moving shorter term to protect their assets. That, that the, the big smart money, they'll usually be ahead of the game. And it same for a while, it seems like, well, this isn't going to work. And all of a sudden, boom, it does. And so you that's where you kind of want to position your financial things. You know, what, Look, when they ring the bell that it's too late in the market, it's like a game of musical chairs. There's not going to be many chairs. You'll be left standing with no money instead of sitting down with your money pile, big money pile. So anyway, so understand, I think you really have to have a little bit more risk program in play. If you, look, a couple ways we can help you out on this. If you need some help with your IRA rollover, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're value investors in the stock and bond market. You can go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, and request an appointment. And I'll sit down with you, and we'll take a look and see how are you set for retirement, how are your assets, do you have a re- protection plan in place? Really, how much risk do you really have to your portfolio? We'll take a look at that. Uh, also, uh, and by the way, there's no charge for that. It's free. Another thing you can do is you can go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for the free newsletter. And we send this out about once a month talking about all these big issues. We talk about elder abuse. We talk about uh, the rising interest rates, rising inflation. All of it's in there. It's free. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for that free report. Back in 2007, we warned you the investment banks were going to fail. Very few people in this country did, but the Max Out Savings Report did. If you want some help, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. I hope everyone has a great weekend. And remember the motto and the philosophy of the Max Out Savings Show, to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's key to building up wealth. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.